thanks so much for joining the Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I have here with me today my friend Janine Lopez, and Janine and I are going to continue our talk about time management. Uh, We started this before the whole stay-at-home order, and we were never able to finish the last two. We are currently sitting about six feet apart, and uh, I want to begin by just asking Janine to tell us a little bit about herself, uh, remind us of who she is, and maybe, Janine, you can let me know what are you actually doing during this stay-at-home order? Hi, Stephanie. Well, I'm actually using this as a time of refreshment, and I have such a busy, hectic schedule normally, and so I'm just enjoying this time to kind of regroup and be refreshed and being still and and knowing that He is God. Oh, that's great. Uh, Are you currently working or are you not working at your job? Yes, um, our business is still open. We're an essential service, so I am working about two days a week now. They've cut the hours back for social distancing. Okay. But I do still drive into the office a few days a week. Okay. And like you said before, you've got that long commute. Well, one of the benefits of the pandemic is my drive has been about cut in half. So it's only about an hour each way, which is really nice. I enjoy it. Well, that's going to be hard to go back to that traffic. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to finish the last two, like I said, of our time management podcast. And this time we're going to look at... uh, weeding out the unnecessary. That's where we left off. And if you're wondering, you know, why are you guys talking about time management uh, at a time like this, you know, when we're sheltering at home, when we have a pandemic going on, uh, Janine and I were both thinking, you know, this is a great time for us to kind of push the reset button in our life, to think, you know, maybe uh, this is a time that I can think through what my priorities should be, Uh, what I should be doing, what I need to let go of, uh, what I should be holding on to, and what what I should be making uh, something of importance in my life. Uh, At the same time, it's also a a time that we could fall into some really bad habits. And, you know, just uh, looking at the news constantly, um, watching, you know, lots of Netflix, overeating, staring at the walls, whatever it is, uh, we could develop some bad habits if we don't be thoughtful about our time. Uh, the verse that we've been kind of focusing on on the last couple of episodes is Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 that uh, tells us, charges us to look carefully how we walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And I know I've been thinking about that verse a lot. Um, Unfortunately, I wouldn't feel like I've mastered this. I feel more like I'm convicted by it, you know, that I do need to be making the best use of the time, walking as somebody who is more wise than unwise. So thankfully, we have Janine here to give us a kind of a a push and help us to think about how we can do that. So Janine, when we're talking here about weeding out the unnecessary, uh, what does that mean? How do we begin by thinking about that? Well, I believe it's about prioritizing, and we need to prioritize the important over the urgent. And there's just some um, different tasks that I've been able to use and apply to my schedule that helps me to maximize um, every minute. And I think at this time, while we have the stay-at-home order, 
we can look ahead to what we're going to be like when we're back to normal, and we can use these tools that we're going to be talking about today mm -hmm. on how to structure our time, how to prioritize yeah. those important tasks, right. and be ready for when we're back to normal. Well, let me ask you this. What in the world is the difference between the urgent and the not urgent or the urgent and the not important? <clears throat> How do we differentiate between those things? Well, what I like to do is I like to break them into four different compartments. And I pretty much make it into four boxes. And then I try to put each of my tasks into one of those boxes. Okay. So the first box, and I don't know if anyone has access to a pen and paper and can write this down or you know, maybe you can uh, listen to this again. Yeah, or we can make uh, provide a link in our episode description with a download for the box that you've created. Great. And so um, box number one is titled The Important and the Urgent. Okay. And those are the tasks that you need to do immediately. Okay. Then the second box is titled Important but Not Urgent. Okay. And those are the tasks that you can plan ahead to schedule for a task to be done later. Then box number three is the urgent but not important. And those are the tasks that you can either delegate or collaborate. Okay. Then box number four is titled neither urgent nor important. And those are the tasks that you need to eliminate unless you're completely caught up with box one through three. I have a feeling Netflix goes in there. Yes, it does, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, anyway, I have a couple of examples to break down what the okay. difference is between important and urgent. So on box number one, that's titled the important and urgent, tasks we're doing immediately, those are the things you're on a tight deadline for. So something that needs to be done immediately, it's urgent and important, those go to the top of the priority of your, your uh, weekly schedule, your daily schedule. Okay, can you give me a couple practical examples from your life as to what would fall in that box, something that's both important and urgent? So let's say you have um, a meeting coming up or something for your work or ministry that is due like within the next day or so, prioritize on that, get that completed so you can move on to the next task. So for example, um, paying your bills, if it's the last day of the month and you know you got to pay, um, get your bills scheduled for the next month, that is an important and urgent task. Okay. Whereas if it's not the end of the month, then you can put that into that box number two. Okay. So those are the things that we should do first before we do the other things that we need to do or want to do. Right. And it's so easy to be distracted and not get to these important and urgent things. And then you realize you're completely out of time totally. and get yourself in big trouble that yes, way. Yes. I've been there before. Yes. <laughs> and then um, we have that all important box number two, okay. which is the important but not urgent, okay. the things that we're going to plan and schedule to do these tasks later. So for example, um, making your grocery list and meal prep, that's an important thing. But unless it's right before you need to go to the grocery store, it's not urgent. Okay. So just plan and say, okay, this is the day and time I need to focus on this. Okay. And so then when it becomes urgent, it would move up into box number one. Okay. And like um, back in the day that April 15th was tax day, yes. unlike this year, Yes. Um, of course, getting your income tax is an important thing. Yeah. But if it's not urgent close to April 15th, then it can wait. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. So there are things that are important and need to be done, but they don't have to be done right now. Right. And we can wrongly, you're saying, do things that don't have to be done right now when other things do have to be done right now. And we can mistakenly tackle the wrong things first. Correct. If you're focusing on box number two, you're using that precious time and you'll be in trouble on some of the other tasks that you didn't get done. Okay. That makes sense. Then we go down to box number three, and that is the urgent but not important, the task that we're going to try to delegate or collaborate. So, for example, on that one is um, dishes and sweeping and, you know, picking up the house. Those are urgent things, but they belong in box number three. So we have to learn that it's okay to maybe do the dishes only once a day. Right. You don't have to do it after every single meal. You don't have to... Um, you know, clean up so well um, so that you can prioritize the box one and two. Right. And this is also where we need to collaborate. This is a good time mm. to get the family as a team to pitch in, and that way we're more productive because we're going to be collaborating on those tasks of um, chores and dishes and things like that. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know I have, and I know I've talked to others who we can spend so much time trying to make our house perfect or, you know, get everything clean. And then a couple hours later, it's not clean again. So we re-clean and re-clean and re-clean and the day's gone and we didn't get to any of the important right. things. The important and urgent things. Those things were left there. out. That yes. time with God, time in prayer, time in our Bibles, you know, even tasks that we needed to get done didn't get done because we cleaned and cleaned and cleaned and cleaned and cleaned. Yes. <laughs> or thought about cleaning, thought yeah, about cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Felt guilty about not yes. cleaning. Yeah. So uh, that makes sense. So, you know, being able to give yourself a little grace there with the things that just aren't that important. Yeah. And one other thing for me on this category is I need to not respond to every ding on my email and my text right. message, yes. but let them go for an hour or two while I'm finishing Oof. those important and urgent tasks right? and then try to tackle those emails and text messages as a group. Yeah, that's And smart. so um, you're a lot more productive with your time that way. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I know I get distracted a lot with, you know, notifications from social media, from text messages, from emails, and I can go down rabbit trails and then lose my train of thought in those quadrant one things. Yes. And be unproductive. Correct. Yeah. So, so yeah. Grouping. How do you do that? I mean, how, when do you tackle emails or text messages? Do you have a certain time of day that you do that? Do you literally not do that until you finish quadrant one? What I'll do, um, I'll do a task or two in quadrant one and then give myself a little break while I'll glance at the phone and I'll go through and answer my text messages, answer those important emails, and only give myself a certain length of time, like say 20 minutes. Right. And then, you know, if I can't answer all those emails, I'll leave them unread and then get back to them later. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. That's a great idea. And then there's that box number four, Oof. the neither urgent yeah. nor important. So many fun things fall in there. Yes. And unfortunately, <laughs> especially with this uh, stay-at-home order, yes. we find ourselves in box four very yeah. often. Yes. So these are tasks to eliminate unless you're caught up with box one and two and three. Okay. So some of the examples of box number four 
are mindlessly scrolling through social media, through surfing the web just to check out what's out there. Yes. uh, Playing video games. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of ladies don't do that, but their kids sure enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. There's phone games too. Yes. And there's that um, watching TV, Mm -hmm. the Netflix, Mm -hmm. the Disney Plus that can go on and Mm -hmm. on and on. And for me, um, one time I like to really look at my social media is when I'm waiting in line for something else. Mm. So I'm waiting in line for a cashier or I'm waiting in line. I have a brief wait. Yeah. Then I can kind of scroll through. Yeah. But then, you know, in that three, four, five minutes while I'm waiting, and then right. when I get up to the front of the line, it causes me to shut it off and then go to that next task. Right. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's a great time to be doing those things that don't have that same sense of importance or urgency, but we're standing in line anyway, so we might as well use that as well. Yeah, that makes good sense. And those are the things I think that are hard for some of us, especially during this whole shelter at home time. And even with kids in the house, you know, you can start developing these routines of just sitting in front of the TV um, you know, even eating in front of the TV and, you know, just kind of waiting for this thing to pass over us rather than maximizing the time that we have. Um, would you say that you try to implement these same things with your kids as they're growing up or is this just for mom or how does that work? Well, it's for when we put our schedule together for weekly and daily. We get our priorities from these things. But um, I believe that we should be doing this for our kids as well, mm. knowing what their important and urgent things are and setting aside a time for that, knowing what their you know, urgent or important but not urgent things that they can wait on and help them learn this time management as well. Mm. And then now you can't never do box four. Right. Because... A lot of our free time, we can schedule that. Like yes. for us, we schedule a couple of nights a week to sit down, watch a movie on TV after dinner, and that's a time to relax. But it's not something that's going to occupy every day of our week. And on the weekends, we're going to schedule time to go out and relax and have fun. But we know that we've already been prioritizing box one and mm, two, that makes the important, sense. the urgent things first. Yes. So you don't have that weight hanging over your head of what you should be doing that you didn't do, that you put off all week. So you can't even really enjoy your downtime with your family or your time to have fun because you've got the guilt on your back that you didn't utilize the rest of the week, right? Right. And once those important ta- and urgent tasks are done, then you do have that time to schedule for free time with the family. Mm, that makes perfect sense. So um, what are some of the things that you've learned practically through the years? Again, you're such a great, uh, just a model of time management. And I've seen that as we've worked with you, as you've overseen many of the events here and directed the events at um, Compass for our women. Uh, you just do a great job with that time management. What are some of the you know things that you've picked up on or done that you've found to be helpful? Right. Um, so after we prioritize, um, sometimes we have multiple tasks in that box number one important box. And so what I do is I like to do what I'm most excited about first. Mm -hmm. So maybe out of the three super important, urgent things, Mm -hmm. I'll do what I'm most excited about. That way I'll finish it quicker. Right. And then move on to the second thing in that box and then the third thing in that box. Oh, that makes sense. 
Yeah, that's, that's then great. Another thing that I've learned is uh, life is either an investment or an expense. Mm. And my husband has that philosophy for us that we pretty much live by. So what does that mean? So what we do is um, free time doesn't always need to be an expense. It can be an investment, like in hmm. date night with your spouse. Oh, wow. It's right. real important to carve out that date night. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be expensive. It mm -hmm. doesn't need to be um, something that's you know too overwhelming if you have a grandparent or um, a family member that can watch the kids. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, maybe you can team up with another couple and they can watch your kids while you go out, hmm. and then you can watch their kids while they take a turn out. Right. And you can do simple things, walk on the beach, walk in the park, et cetera. Mm. And, um, you know, now with the, the stay-at-home order, it is a little bit different, but yes. I'm sure once we're back to normal, we can start uh, looking ahead for some yeah. of those nice nights out. Yeah, absolutely. So I could see how... Uh, Date night would be a great investment. What would be something, what would be an example of an expense? Well, an expense would be something that um, you, you don't get any benefit for mm. otherwise. Right. So we're so focused at our home, you know, about investing, investing right. time with our spouse right. and also investing time with our kids. Right. And if you just... Um, you know, let the kids run around and we mindlessly scroll through social right. media. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Then that's the expense. Yeah, I, I know. I think we all know that that can be a real expense. And yet we do it. Yes. And we let our kids do it. Yes. But if it's, <laughs> you know, like I said, try right. to yes. have it in a place where you're mm -hmm. going to have to move on quickly and then, you know, you're pretty safe that way. Yes. Uh, another um, investment we like to do is with our kids uh, every week, we really prioritize taking um, our kids to the park or on mm -hmm. a hike or the beach or something with the family, and we'd carve out a good part of Saturday, worked well for our schedule. Yes. And then another thing that worked really well with our family is we used to purchase an annual pass mm. to one of the amusement parks. Oh, fun. Yes. And we'd incorporate yeah. that in their um, Christmas present. Oh, so, fun. Yes. So we'd use expense mm -hmm. there. Now, you can go to Knott's Berry Farm. SeaWorld, San Diego Zoo, Magic Mountain, for right about $120 mm. for the whole year. Right. And that includes free parking. Wow, that's and great. And so what we would do is we would take the kids there once a month mm -hmm. on the Saturday mm. and be limited to just that one park that we chose the annual pass on. Right. So yes. by the time they've been there 12 times in a row, yeah. they are very yeah. ready to move <laughs> yes. to the next park. They know that park very well. Yes. yes. And obviously that doesn't fit with Disneyland. I right. know there's a lot of... Disneyland fans out yes, there. Yes, yes. But we like to limit it more to the uh, the $100 yes, club versus yes. <laughs> the higher one. Yeah, Disney's almost 1000 now. It's yes. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's super fun. I know I did that with my kids too, and that was definitely uh, something where the memories are irreplaceable. Yes. Of, you know, having those monthly outings to the great parks and things that we have around us, it's definitely worth uh, the low cost there. Yes. And you can pack a lunch so mm -hmm. you're not spending a yeah. million dollars on yeah, lunch that's there. that's great. Yeah. And still enjoy and the time you don't have to buy a kids. souvenir every time. Correct. Because after 12 thing. times there, they yeah. don't need the souvenir. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's great. Um, uh, a couple of other things yes. that um, help me on utilizing the time is just remembering the importance of setting a bedtime. Mm, we need to set good. a bedtime. We need to live up to it. Mm -hmm. And that way we can set that wake up time and get up easier as okay, well. Okay. Now you mean for your kids, not yourself, right? 
the whole family. Whoa. Yes. So for the kids, um, for sure they need a bedtime Mm -hmm. or they're not functioning well at school the next day. And especially for me, Mm. and during this uh, stay at home time Mm -hmm. right now, I'm sleeping in, you know, till 7 a.m. almost every day. (laughs) And um, so I know that it's definitely need to set a bedtime so we can get ourselves earlier. Yeah. And I accomplish so much more Mm. when I wake up early. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Lose hours and hours a day. Yeah, you do by sleeping in. Yes, yeah. And then another thing is, um, if you're looking for time in your day, back when our routines get back to normal, mm-hmm. is um, you need to carve out a little extra time. I use my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I mentioned that in the past, yes. but that lunch break really um, helps me get in there and focus and mm-hmm. go through my tasks. Right. And uh, carving out that time, and then also. Um, if I need to wake up early when mm-hmm. the family is still asleep yeah. and it's calm in the house, that really helps me to get a lot yeah. done as oh, well. Oh, that's great. That's really great. Yeah. Wow. I think that's fantastic. And then uh, one other time is um, if you're trying to carve out that time, analyze when is the rest of your family busy. Mm. For example, right. my husband, he serves at the yeah. 9 a.m. service on Sunday. Right. And so then we meet together for the 11 a.m. service. Mm-hmm. So I use that 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. time to work on a lot of my ministry. Right, yes. And if you know your kids are busy with a practice at this certain yeah. time or they're in school a certain time, right? focus and set that time aside right. to get your yeah. ministry and things done. That's them. great. Just saying this, these are the times that I'm available. Correct. Yeah, that makes and living perfect up to sense. That schedule. Yeah. Sounds great. And one other thing that I've learned a lot with, especially the event planning here, mm-hmm. is when we're done with a big project or a big event, try to regroup mm. and take notes afterwards while it's still fresh in your mind. Yeah. Yes. And then I always try to sketch out a calendar for the next mm-hmm. event right. while it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. And so when it time comes up again, right. I have it already all laid out. Yeah. yeah. I've seen you do that, and I think that's smart. Um you know, right away, you're saying, okay, that was fantastic. Let's get rolling on setting the the chart for next year. Yeah. And so what that, didn't work and you write those things down and yeah. how to change them and yeah. what did work and yes. you put that in writing as well. So let's say someone's not event planning here at church. What are some ways that they could maybe, you know, do the same thing, regroup after birthday parties, after Christmas, after Thanksgiving, after, what would you suggest and say, okay, how do I tackle this efficiently next time? And even with like, say, grocery shopping and meal planning, mm, yeah. you know, yes, these meals worked out well. Yes, yes. these items were easy to get. Yes. yes, they, you know, I was able to cook them within 30 to 45 minutes and write those down and then reuse that same plan. Yeah. So if you're going to be doing, um, you know, Easter at your home, which mm-hmm. we didn't get to do this year, yeah. or Thanksgiving, right. Um, just take a note of, no, you don't want to be cooking everything from scratch for five days in advance. You know, try to simplify it. Have yeah. everybody bring over one item and maybe do more of a potluck theme that way. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Makes perfect sense. Anything else you want to throw in there? Um, that's about it. Just, uh, oh, one other thing I've really learned is do not use your phone to check the time. Use mm. a clock on the wall. 
Because as soon as you pick up that phone to check the time, there's all those notifications staring at you in the face. That's right. And you start doing those instead. Mm, Right. So use the clock to check the time Mm. and not your cell phone. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, let me ask you this. Um, I can see that prioritizing what's important and really thinking even through the grid that you started us with is going to be super helpful for me and for others. Um, I can see that, you know, God's gifted you in this area and you do a great job with it. If I were to ask you, what do you think is the most important thing that I do in my day, that you do in my day, that we should do in our day, what would you say is the number one priority we should include? Well, like we said um, earlier, seeking first the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. giving right. God the time for His glory, yeah. and then as we are focused, we're able to you know prioritize after yeah. that yeah. with a clearer mindset. Right. Yeah, that's so good. And you know, in our next episode, we're going to talk about that in a sense how seeking first the kingdom of God includes being an active participant in our church or serving at church. So. I have a feeling you've got some tips for us there as well. Yes, I do. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Uh, Like it if you're on, you know, the Apple podcast or whatever, and there's a place to like it or comment, please do that. It helps us to get more views. Uh, You're welcome to email us, wf at compasschurch.org, with any suggestions for topics or questions that you might have. And Janine and I are looking forward to meeting with you again next time.